الحمد لله وكفى والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى اما بعد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والذين امنوا اشد حبا لله سبحان ربك رب العزه اما يصفون وسلاما على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم there's a word and all of you know and we used to talk to you about it a lot and that is called tasawwuf but in this day and age there's a lot of misconception as to what is the real meaning of tasawwuf and tazkiyah and there's a lot of misunderstanding so what i wanted to do tonight was from the quran al-kareem from the hadith of nabi al-kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam and from the understanding of our true akabir and mashayikh understand what really is the essence and reality of this path of tazkiyah and tasawwuf understand this word tasawwuf is not to be found anywhere in the quran not to be found anywhere in the hadith and actually me and you are responsible to follow the entire quran and the entire sunnah but when you look at the quran al-kareem allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has scattered the different topics all across quran and different topics all across the hadith so what the ulama did starting in the time of the tabi'in and tabai tabi'in they started to organize all of these things around topics sayyidina rasulullah sallallahu didn't do that he didn't organize all of his statements on nikah and call it kitabun nikah he didn't organize all of his teachings on commerce and sale and call it kitabul bayu nor did the sahaba ikram radiyallahu ta'ala anhum do that and the interesting thing is the very first topical compilation was in the time of the tabi'in and tabai tabi'in Sayyidina Abdullah bin Mubarak ta'ala, and he compiled a set of hadith of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam and he called it Kitab al-Zuhd why because what happened was at that time the Islamic empire had spread so wide and Islam very quickly in the time of the tabai tabi'in became the dominant civilization on earth Persia gone Rome gone fall of the Persian empire fall of the Roman empire and this was an age of what they call futuhat and mal and dunya and kingdom and land over vast territories of land entered the islamic ummah and what the muhaddisin felt at that time was what that this conquest and this land and this territory is affecting the next generation and what we saw in our elders yani tabi'in and sahaba that they were great lovers of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and dunya meant nothing to them we were worried that in this next generation the students of the tabatabin we won't find them so one of the greatest muhaddith according to Imam Bukhari ta'ala, and many of the ulama hadith the greatest muhaddith of that time was Abdullah bin Mubarak so he gathered the hadith of the Prophet وسلم, which talk about zod means being simple leading a simple life not being in love with dunya not having a luxurious lifestyle 
not having an extravagant lifestyle, not being a person of show, of riya, of display. And all of that is meant by this one word in Arabic, zod. Now can you imagine that 1300 years ago, these great muhaddisin and ma'ah had this fikr that the ummah should stay, what we say in Urdu, sada. Ummat ko zara sida, sada, bola, bala, nana chahiye. The ummah should stay on zuhud. So can you imagine what they would think if they were to see the ummah today, if they were to go to Dubai, if they were to see what in the world that the Muslims are up to in this world. Allahu Akbar Kabira. So this was their foresight. They could see that this is the problem. And this is what Sayyidina Rasulullah taught us. That love for the dunya is the source of all error, all mistakes. Dunya might mean ghair mahram, dunya might mean money, dunya might mean fame, dunya might mean name, or any and everything in the dunya. If you let yourself fall in love with it, you will end up in error, you will end up astray. As long as as an ummah, as long as a community, as long as individual, as long as a family, we stick to the hadith of Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you'll automatically be on tazkiyah. Anybody who follows the entire Qur'an and Sunnah, they don't need somebody to teach them tasawwuf. But those people who their lives have deviated from the teachings of Qur'an and Sunnah, in whose hearts have come some impurity, like this false love for Ghair Mehram, or false love for the dunya. So when the impurity comes, then you need the purification process. And this word tazkiyah is something Allah SWT used in Qur'an. لَقَدْ مَنَّ اللَّهُ عَلَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ إِذْ بَأَثَ فِيهِمْ رَسُولًا مِنْ أَنفُسِهِمْ That indeed Allah SWT sent His special grace and favor on the believers when He sent to them a Nabi, Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam from their own midst. From their own midst to do what? يَتْنُ عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتِهِ To recite to them the verses of Qur'an him to do their tazkiyah, to teach them the deep meanings of Qur'an, and to teach them the sunnah and the wisdom and the ways of living in this world. So this word tazkiyah that comes in Qur'an, basically what it means is to cure the inner rot, the inner corruption. And you will find that even in the physical world. You will find sometimes a person gets diagnosed with disease, with some illness, with some cancer, outwardly they look fine. Outwardly you can't even tell. In fact, they say, I didn't even realize. The doctor says we detected it in end stage. How come you didn't detect it? Because Zahir, you're fine. It was something inside your button. So just like that, sometimes we get a spiritual cancer and nobody will be able to tell. You will never be able to tell my spiritual cancer because I sit and I give bayan and I have the sunnah appearance. You can't tell. Only Allah Ta'ala knows. Allah Ta'ala looks inside the button of a person. Allah Ta'ala sees the button of a person. But sometimes what happens is a believer gets this awareness about themselves. They get this realization that the way I'm outwardly, I'm not really that good inwardly. The way I talk, I don't act that well. So when the believer gets this realization that they have this inner rot and corruption in them, and when they want this inner rot and corruption to be removed, they don't want to be a monophic anymore. They don't want to be a hypocrite anymore. 
Then they turned for this path called Tazkiyah. Tazkiyah is nothing else. It's not meant to be a cult. It's not meant to be a personality worship. Tazkiyah is an individual believer's quest for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that I want to purify my inner self from all this rot, corruption, lust, greed, anger, envy, pride. But that's it. And when a person makes that niyyah, then they have to go for the teachings, they have to go for the practice, they have to go for the a'mal, and all of that is simply to lead to taqwa. There's no other purpose. There's only one goal. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Quran, إِنَّ أَكْرَمَكُمْ إِنَّ اللَّهِ أَتْقَاكُمْ That the most noble and honored of you, according to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is the one who has the most taqwa. There's no other reason. Not to get some label, not to get khilafah, not to be shaykh, nothing. Just taqwa. And if Allah ta'ala accepts that person's journey, and Allah ta'ala accepts that person's tawbah, and Allah ta'ala grants that person taqwa, that person will feel that taqwa in their heart. They will become happy. Because all happiness and joy lies in obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And every sadness and sorrow lies in disobedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the believer gets tuned into their heart. They get tuned into their button. This is why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Quran, قَدْ أَفْلَحَ مَنْ زَكَّاهَا وَقَدْ خَابَ مَنْ دَسَّاهَا that only truly indeed successful is that person who did tazkiyah of their nafs. That's inside us. Nobody can see our nafs. It's in our batin. It's inside. And that person who doesn't, they will be corrupted by their nafs. That person will end up in absolute loss and failure if their inner nafs is able to corrupt them. Their inner nafs is able to corrupt them. Now Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam He taught Sahabi Karam radiyallahu ta'ala anumajamayin through two ways One is he spoke to them He taught them He would guide them And second was his own living example لَقَدْ قَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنًا And Sahaba they used to watch And they used to learn from Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam I'll give you an example so there's a word called tawakkul in our deen. It means to trust and rely and depend upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There are many verses in Quran, مَنْ يَتَوَكَّلْ اللَّهِ فُوَحَسْبُهُ There are many hadith on this topic. But the sahaba, yes, they learned these verses of Quran from Sayyidina Rasulullah wasallam. They learned the hadith from him also. But they learned tawakkul by observing his tawakkul. They saw him on Badr and how much tawakkul he had to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they fed on that. They thrived on that. They learned that. They absorbed that. They took their hal of their heart from the hal of His blessed heart, sallallahu It wasn't a classroom. It wasn't lectures. It wasn't bayans. You can't find a hadith of Nabi Kareem sallallahu that would take me one hour to read to you. He didn't give one hour bayan. It's not like that. These were small instructions, few sentences, one paragraph, few paragraphs. But the real training for the Sahaba was the hal, was the amal, was the kaif, his actual feeling these feelings. And you know, even sometimes when we sit with a believer who's even a little bit better than us, and sometimes you get amazed. For example, if you go meet someone and the relative is sick, or you meet someone and the relative passed away, and you see, mashallah, in them this feeling of yakin, and they meet you smiling, and they say, alhamdulillah, the will of Allah Ta'ala. 
that affects you. Even a fellow believer, we can take inspiration from that. Why? Because they have a halat of yakin in their heart. We feel the hal in their heart. We get reinforced, we get motivated, we get strengthened. Because this, this deen is a relationship of the hearts. Now imagine that if we take strength in our heart just from another person who we visited. They had a little bit of strength in them. They had some tawakkul in them. They had some yakin in them. To imagine then how much strength a heart would get if they could have interacted with the heart of Sayyidina Rasulullah wasallam. You cannot imagine what the Sahaba got through this thing called Sohba. Allahu Akbar They were blessed. Allah Ta'ala selected them. Hmm? Now when they went and taught the Tabi'een, again it was a matter of the heart. Yes, definitely they transmitted the Hadith. They told the whole Quran and the whole Hadith and the whole Sunnah to Tabi'een. But the same thing happened in the next generation. The Tabi'een heard the word Tawakkul. But when they saw Sahabi Kram having that Tawakkul, then they really got it in their heart. So this is this lived tradition, this shared experience. This is what our Mashaikh say, Yesina Barsina Jatai. This is what is communicated from heart to heart, from life to life, from lived practice to lived practice. And this is why Allah SWT told us in Quran, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanatakullaha wa kunu ma sadiqeen. That you must be with the sadiqeen. But you should also understand, that kunu ma sadiqeen doesn't only mean that you have to formally give bear to a shaykh of tariqat. That's one way of doing amal on it. That's not the only way. If I told you that's the only way to do amal on this verse of Quran, then 90% of the ummah is not doing amal. No. Kunu ma sadiqeen means put your heart in the company of anyone whose heart is even a little bit better than yours. And it might even be single topic. For example, somebody who prays a bit more concentration than you, who prays more regularly than you, who prays Fajr in Jama'ah and the Masjid more than you do, put your heart in their company, that thing will start inspiring you. It will start coming in you. And so me and you, we know so many Muslims. Maybe I know a thousand Muslims, you know 500 Muslims, you know a hundred Muslims. Whichever one of them you feel is better company for you, you should sit with them. This is the real vision that Hazrat Mulana Ilyas Ramtai had. That get this hal out of the mother son the Khanka and put this hal amidst the people. And you don't have to be a big sheikh at Rikat for that. You don't have to be a huge alim or mufti for that. Even if you have a little bit of hal, go out and share that hal with others so they can get even slight energy from you, they can get slight inspiration from you. Innamal mu'minun ikhwa, that the believers are brethren. We need these things. All of these, these, it means in English that you have to enjoin one another to haq, to patience. That deen is about mutual reinforcement and counseling. This is the way of our deen. And this is a main way that people get this tazkiyah. So by sharing the hal, by sharing the condition of the heart, okay, then, the core teaching of Iman is called Tawheed. Now one aspect of Tawheed, obviously which Alhamdulillah Allah Ta'ala guided all of us to only from His Fazl and Karam, is to believe that Allah is one. Right? La ilaha illallah. Qul huwallahu ahad. Now we all believe that in our mind, that's our aqidah. Then there's another aspect of Tawheed. 
to live your life as if you have only one Rabb, to live your life as if you only have one Malik, and to live your life as if you only have one true Mahbub. This is the teaching of Iman. This is what Allah Ta'ala meant when He said in Quran, the ayah we recited at the start, وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَشَدُّ حُبًّا لِلَّهِ That those who have Iman, they're extremely intense in their love for Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala. It means that intensity of love, which is called ishq, they only feel that for Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala. This is another aspect of Tawheed. Extreme love is only for Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala. What does it mean? That ultimately our heart, our most loyalty to Allah Ta'ala, most love to Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala, if our heart ever gets stuck on something, some thought, it's thoughts about Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala, some feeling, feelings for Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala. It's this aspect of Tawheed that the Mashaikh of Tazkiyah used to try to teach people. That okay, now you believe, but now you need to feel. Now you feel, but now you need to be even more passionate, even more sincere, even more strong in your feelings for Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala. And this is where a lot of us lack. And if any time any one of us diverts from this ayah, we don't have ashaddu humbanillah, we don't have that intense love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then that's when we slip. You see a person who falls in love with Ghair Mahram, it's not because he doesn't love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he does love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He's praying, he's fasting, he believes in Allah ta'ala. The problem is he didn't love Allah ta'ala intensely enough. He didn't love Allah ta'ala exclusively enough. And because he didn't have that intense love, he ended up sidetracking. Maybe falling up in love for mal, maybe falling in love for dunya. So this extreme intense love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why some mashayikh used to teach a zikr. لا مرغوبي إلا الله لا مطلوبي إلا الله لا محبوبي إلا الله لا إله إلا الله That there is no raghba. There is no, nothing I yearn for except for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is nothing I desire except for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There is nothing I truly, deeply, intensely love except for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. La ilaha illallah. Means la ma'budi illallah. That there is no being I worship except for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is the rabt between love and obedience. If you have intense love, then you can have intense obedience. Taqwa is called intense obedience. You can't have taqwa you can't have intense obedience unless you have that intense love for Allah subhanahu wa So many times we're lacking and lapsing in our taqwa because we're lacking and lapsing in that intense love. Now I'll give you an example from Quran about jai's love. So the jai's love, halal love, permissible love, so one example of that in Quran is husband and wife. But interesting that the ulama of tafsir mentioned that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wanted to mention this love, He didn't say mahabba. He said, وَجَعَلَ بَيْنَكُمْ مَوَدَّةً وَرَحْمَةً That He put between your two hearts, mawadda. Mawadda is a different word. Mawadda means affection. Mawadda means kind, tender, soft, caring affection. And rahma means mercy. So, one good alam of India, his name is Malana Sajjad Numani. He explained this in a beautiful way. And he said that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala didn't say mahabba, 
He said Mawadda because the word Mahabba is reserved for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when I heard him explain it in this way, then we started thinking more about this verse. And it's an interesting point. That obviously in English we can't think like that. In English we use the same word. I love Allah, I love my wife. We use the same word. But in Quran Allah Ta'ala used different words. Now the question is why? Definitely his point is there, different words. So what Allah Ta'ala put in our heart was that these two feelings, you can't have these feelings for Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala is Al-Azim, Al-Akbar. You can't have mawadda for Allah Ta'ala. You can't say, I have caring, tender affection for Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. That would be an inappropriate thing to say. That would be inappropriate to say. But you can be caring towards makhluk. You can be tenderly affectionate towards makhluk. And the same word rahma mean you can't have rahma for Allah Ta'ala. Allah Ta'ala is rahma for us. So these feelings of tender care and affection and being merciful and forgiving, you can't have those for Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. So then not just for our spouses, but actually generally Allah Ta'ala is teaching us what's the essence of our relationship with Allah, Hukukullah, Ashadduhummanillah, extreme love. And what's the essence of our relation with all of makhluk, Hukukul Ibad, is mawadda and rahmah. That we have to be tender and soft and caring and affectionate in all of our Hukukul Ibad. And we have to be merciful and forgiving in all of our kukulimbaud. And we have to save our intense love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this, these feelings are what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to have. It's these feelings that the Mashaikh trained people in. And now if you want to link these two things, you know that husband and wife will have the best relationship with each other if they make this the principle of their life. If the husband and wife don't talk like this to each other, then look, yes, I love you and you love me, and I need you and you need me. But both of us must always remember that we have to love Allah more than we love each other, and we have to need Allah more than we need each other. And the second step is the mawadda and rahmah. But we will always be tender and affectionate with each other, and we will always be forgiving and merciful with each other. Any husband and wife which can just make this paragraph I just told you, the basis and the core and the asl of the relationship, they will inshallah be good husband and wife and they will also become good slave of Allah Ta'ala, good servant of Allah Ta'ala, obedient lover of Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala. Obedient lover of Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala. So Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala is our Malik. Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala is our Khalik. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is our Malik, Allah ta'ala is our Khalik. And our Mashaikh in Urdu, they explain it like this, and Allah ta'ala is Binyaz. In Arabic means he is Al-Ghani Al-Mustaghni. It means that Allah ta'ala doesn't need any of us. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has no need whatsoever for us, for our Iman, for our Ibadah. And this is supposed to make us scared. And we need Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ya ayuhal nasantumul fuqara'u ilallah. That, oh people, each and every one of you needs Allah. And you will feel that need for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when you feel that love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We need to intensely love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Otherwise we will fall in all types of false types of loves in this world. Now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Quran, even in one ayah, Allah ta'ala talks about halal love, permissible love. 
that even that cannot be more beloved to you than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. in kana aba'ukum wa abna'ukum wa ikhwanukum wa azwajukum wa ashiratukum wa amalun iktaftumuha wa tijaratun takshawna kasadaha wa masakinu tarzawnaha ahabba alaykum min Allahi wa rasulihi wa jihadin fi sabilihi fatarambasu hatta ya'ti Allahu bi amrihi wallahu la yahdil qawm al-fasiki Mizata says in Quran that if your children and your parents, if your parents and your children and your brethren and your spouses and your relatives and the money that you earned and the business that you're worried you might lose it and the houses that you love to live in, if any of these things, ahab, are more beloved to you, ahabba ilaykum min Allahi wa rasuli than Allah Ta'ala and the Prophet and jihad fi sabilullah, then Allah Ta'ala says, wait then. I won't do anything to you instantly. Just wait and watch and see. You will go astray. Why? Because Allah Ta'ala, la yahdi, He will not guide a group of fasik. Ya Allah, none of these things are sin. It's permissible to love your parents, permissible to love your children, permissible to an extent to be happy about your earning, permissible to love your home and your dwelling, hmm? permissible to love your spouse, but see, Allah Ta'ala set a cap. It can't be a hub. You can't love these things more than Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala. You can't love these things more than Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala, than the Prophet Sallallahu And it's not just about jihad also. It's um, any hukum of sharia. Any single hukum of sharia. Any aspect of deen. Any teaching of deen. Every teaching of deen has to be more beloved to us than all of these halal worldly loves. If you love your sleep more than fajr, you will fall in this ayah because it became ahab. Something ghair became more beloved to you than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If you love your spouse more than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you love your children more than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You love your children more, what does it mean? That some people will do haram earning in the name for the sake of children. It means you love your children more than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You love them more than sharia. So you can just take jihad, here means jihad, but it generally means anything in sharia, all sharia. And this is a test Allah subhanahu wa takes. This is a test Allah subhanahu wa takes. He will test us in haram, and He will test us in the halal. Allahu Akbar kabira. When it comes to the affairs of our heart, when it comes to matters in our love. So nor can we have ashad, extreme love for ghairullah, nor can our love for Ghairullah be more beloved to us than Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, this ayah is about every single relationship and everything in the world. Every single relationship, everything in the world. It means that we must prefer the sharia and sunnah over each and everything and over each and every person and over each and every idea. Ultimately, our love and loyalty has to be to the deen and the sharia. And sometimes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will test that. And that is exactly what is the goal and object of tazkiyah, that the love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should overpower every single other feeling in our heart. And until and unless we have that, we will fall in this, that we have to wait for Allah ta'ala's command to come. And that's a difficult thing. Sometimes in our life we will fall, we will love beauty more, we will love money more, we will love a person more, we will love name more. 
We will have an affiliation more. We will have an identity more. Allah Ta'ala will test it. Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala will test it. It will never happen that a person tries to love something more than Allah Ta'ala, that Allah Ta'ala will leave them like that. Allah Ta'ala will test, Allah Ta'ala might guide, or Allah Ta'ala might punish. And based on how we react and how much our loyalty is to Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala and Rasulullah Sallallahu and Deen and Sharia, that's the only way to pass any and all of these tests. One way Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala will test us is through sacrifice. And all of us at some point in our life will sacrifice something. Somebody Allah Ta'ala will take their spouse away, it will be a sacrifice. Somebody Allah Ta'ala may take their children away, it will be a sacrifice. Somebody Allah Ta'ala will take their wealth or part of their business away, it will be a sacrifice. For some people in this world, and Allah Ta'ala make it easy for them, Allah Ta'ala takes their homes away. It's a sacrifice. All of the things mentioned in that ayah, there are people in this ummah, Allah Ta'ala is testing them by making them sacrifice and lose those things. I mean, you can't imagine what that is. Any one of those tests, can you imagine what it would be like to lose your spouse at young age? Huge test. Can you imagine what it would be like to be homeless? Like so many of these millions of the refugees from Syria, may Allah Ta'ala save them from the zulm of the zalimin. Hmm? We can't imagine what that test is like. You find somebody who goes into financial loss. You can't imagine what that test is like. All of these things, the ummah is being tested by them. You'll be tested in anything. And any time Allah Ta'ala can test us. Hmm? So if all of this was true about the halal loves, then can you imagine what is going to be the case about the haram love? Hmm? That if somebody makes a haram relationship, Ahab, more beloved to them than Sharia. So Allah Ta'ala says, don't. And the nafs says, do. And they choose their nafs. Can you imagine that Allah Ta'ala would do? Allah Ta'ala is saying about spouse, your lawfully wedded spouse in nikah. She can't be more beloved to you than Sharia. Then can you imagine what happens to that person who makes unlawful ghair mahram more beloved to them than Sharia? Allahu Akbar kabheera. No way. Allah Ta'ala will never, ever, Allah Ta'ala will never accept that. Hmm? So this is better that we should be in hifazah. This muhabbat for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala don't think is barkat or it's extra. There's hifazat in this. You will be safe if your heart loves Allah Ta'ala intensely. And if you don't have that intense love, you won't be safe. You won't be safe from the halal extreme in halal love and you won't be safe from falling into the haram love so what happens when a person falls in the haram love to our mashayikh they used one verse of Quran to explain that what might happen and when they forgot that which Allah Ta'ala had advised them with the counsel and the siha of their deen Allah says we opened up to them the doors the gates of every single bounty and blessing they became so happy with all the things that were given to them. Means they thought they got away with it. They thought they could get away with the affair. They thought they could get away with stealing the money. They thought they could get away with a sin. They thought they could get away with haram. And they thought they were living the pleasuring life. Hmm? They got happy and they were enjoying Allah says, then our punishment will seize them all of a sudden. 
Allah won't let them be. He will seize them all of a sudden. Allahu Akbar Gameera. It means there's no escape. You can never ever successfully pull off sin. Never. You can never successfully pull off unlawful love. Never. You can never successfully pull off unlawful love for dunya. It's not possible. No one in the history of Ummah has done it. So the only hifaza, the only preservation lies if we get this extreme love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If we get this extreme love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But the truth is it's not easy. It's not easy to say no to dunya. It's a very hard thing to do. Whether that dunya is money, woman, fame, it's not easy. And once you've said yes, to, so first of all, it's not easy to say no. So then a person ends up saying yes. Once you've said yes, it's very hard to let go. Very hard to let go. person gets stuck because they didn't make their heart stuck on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So then their heart got stuck on some creation. Their heart got stuck on some sin. Then they say, I'm addicted to sin. Then they say, I can't leave it. I can't leave her. I can't leave them. This is how they talk. It's ajeeb. How could a believer talk like that? Right? Yes, if you didn't have Allah Ta'ala, there's no way you could leave it. But you have Allah. <laughs> You're going to exchange that for Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala. You're going to leave that sin for the sake of Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala. But they can't, they can't see that anymore. They can't see it. They'll come in beyond and say, yes, I know, I'm sure I should love Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala. But the hal, that's what I told you what the real task is about. They can't get the hal of ishq in their heart. I mean, they can't get that feeling of love in their heart. They believe it with their mind. They can say it with their tongue. But they can't get the feeling in their heart. Some people, they might spend their whole lifetime and they're not able to practice this ayah. They can't get that extreme intense love. They get stuck in other loves. Hmm? And the whole world and the whole dunya and all of the nafs and shaitan, all of these things are trying to pull us away. All of these things are trying to pull us away. So if you want to summarize this into four things. Number one, we have, we have to stay away from all of the corruption and temptations in the dunya. If you get touched, if you get stung, it'll go straight to your heart. The corruptions and temptations of dunya, if we fall into it, will corrupt our heart, will corrupt our iman, will corrupt our relationship with Allah SWT. Second is we have to stay away from the haram love. Third is that we have to stay away from excess in the permissible love. And the simple way to do all of that was what Allah Ta'ala told us in Qur'an, If you just go for the positive way, you actively try to get that extreme love for Allah Ta'ala, you will be in hifazah from these other things. Now love is to be found at the time of lovers. So one amal, because I didn't want to just tell you an idea, but I'm going to give you one amal. And all of you have heard this word. But I want you to understand it differently tonight. And this is called the Amal of Tahajjud. Tahajjud Salah is the Ibadat of Ishq. Because it's not Fard. You see, Fard Ibadah a person does as a slave. Because Allah is our master. And He says, it's Fard, you have to do it. 
But the Hajj is not fard. It's not wajib. It's not sunnah mu'akkadah. The Hajj is an act of love. The Hajj is the amal of love. So if a person wants to know, okay, how can I get this love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? The most potent way is to do this night ibadah. It might be tahajjud salah, can be dua, can be talawa, can be zikr, to do night ibadah. Because what happens in the night? In the night a person has khalwa. In the night a person feels alone with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This was why. This is why the night worship is so much powerful. In the daytime you can't get, it's very hard, illa mashallah, to get that khalwa. I mean a real zakir can get khalwa in Zohar and Asr Salah. Most people they can't get, khalwa means they can't get that focus and solitude. Because their salah is sandwiched in dunya. Before Zohar, hours of dunya. After Zohar, hours of dunya. But at 3 a.m., before that it was hours of sleep. After that is also going to be ibadah, fajr salah. So it's a time of worship that is not in between dunya. Because of that, you can get more khalwa. You don't have to do it a lot. That's a different time now that's finished. Me and you aren't at that level all night, half night, one third night. Even if you catch even 10 minutes of night ibadah. 10 minutes. 10 minutes of khalwa with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the amal of ishq. This is the amal of love. If you say, I'm too tired, you said, I can't. You, even somebody says this, I'm too tired to make wudu and pray. Okay, sit down and just raise your hand and dua at night. No problem. It's better to do dua with wudu, but it's not required. Do something. Try every night in this night time to have 10 minutes of ibadah. You know, even if you set your alarm at the time of tahajjud. You know, the hadith about tahajjud, praying tahajjud, salah, something else. And the hadith about the kubuliyat of dua in the last third of the night, it doesn't mention any salah. There's no prayer mentioned there. Just Allah, the Prophet said that Allah Ta'ala has a caller called Hammin Sa'il, Hammin Mustaqfir. Is there anybody who's asking, anybody who's seeking forgiveness? There's no condition to even get out of bed. There's no condition to make wudu. There's no condition to pray salah. You just have to make dua. So the bare minimum is to set your alarm at that time and have a separate alarm for Fajr to pray Salah and Jamal. And when the Tahajjud alarm goes out, just wake up and in bed make dua to Allah Ta'ala and go back to sleep. That's the bare minimum. At least you turn to Allah Ta'ala at that time of dua. And if you practice this, eventually sometimes you'll want to get up. <laughs> you'll see. Maybe after 10 days, after 20 days, maybe it's a Saturday night, Sunday morning. You'll say, hey, if I'm awake anyway, why not drag myself out of bed and pray two rakats, tahajjud, salah. Then it'll become four. You have to start somewhere. You have to start. And if a person doesn't even set the alarm, even, I'll even go one step lower. Set the alarm, you might not even wake up. You might even sleep through that tahajjud alarm. You can't even wake up and make dua. But at least you tried. At least you had near that at the time when Allah Ta'ala sends His special love, I wanted to be present for a few moments at that time. And if we can't even do that much, then you're going to get stuck. Lekin ye muhabbat, ahwaal muhabbat, aamal muhabbat se milte. Ye ahwaal muhabbat, aamal muhabbat ke baghair kabhi nahi mil sakte. You cannot get the feeling of love without doing the acts of love. It's not possible. It's, it not, never happened for anyone. It can't happen for anyone. You have to do the acts of love 
to get this feeling of love. You have to do some a'mal to get this walladina amanu ashadduhum bandullah. So this is the time of lovers. Hmm? These were those people that are describing Sahaba Karam in Quran. Nabi Kareem sallallahu and Sahaba Karam that used to sleep little in the night and even then they would make istighfar. At the end, at suhoor, at seri time, they would make istighfar to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is the real purpose of tazkiyah is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All tazkiyah is just about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when this love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala comes into the heart, then that inner rot and that inner corruption is washed away. Now if the elders can do it, but also we ask today the youth and children to do it. Because this ummah needs new blood. You know like when you have a sick body, and so what they do is they pump new, fresh blood into it. Hmm? And our ummah everywhere is in crisis. And so the youth of your families, the youth of your community is that new blood. Yes, we will try also to make ourselves better. Hmm? But if you really want to inject and revive this ummah, you have to work on the youth. And they will become new blood for the ummah. They will re-energize the ummah. They will revive the ummah. And you have to put in the youth this teaching of love. Because believe me, the biggest problem our youth face, whether it's South Africa, whether it's America, the biggest problem the youth are facing is the haram love. This is where they trip. No matter what you do with them, you put youth conference on them, youth bayan on them, youth jamaat on them. The, when they fall, they fall in haram love. That's where they fall. This is where they end up falling. 99% of them, when they fall, they fall in haram love. So you have to realize that. You have to trust me on that. So the solution to this is to inject in them this love. It's so difficult out there. It gets worse every year. Before people used to talk like 20 years was a generation, then 10 years was a generation. Now it's like every year is a different generation. Every year the technology of sin gets worse. Every year the mahal of sin gets worse. Every year the average schools get worse. You cannot understand. I couldn't even explain to you. You would, you would be stunned if you knew how bad the situation is. So because this is the greatest threat and challenge now is the haram love for Ghair Mehram. And by the way, this isn't just the greatest challenge to the youth. This is the greatest challenge to the married man. This is the greatest challenge that the men in their 30s, 40s, 50s are also facing. So if you realize that, if you take my word for it, that this is the greatest challenge, so that means that we have to get this ishq, you have to get this love for Allah SWT. Otherwise we won't be mafuz. We'll fall, we'll slip. And then when we fall and slip, Allahu Akbar. If it's a young one and he falls and slip, maybe he spoils his future. When it's a married one and falls and slips, he spoils his marriage. When it's an even older married one who falls and slips, he betrays and hurts his children. And all of the above are happening in the ummah. All of it is happening. And it's widespread. So we have to inject our heart with this ishq of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, with this love for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this love comes from a'mal, to ibadat and zikr, nafil a'mal. 
these nawafil nafli amal are the acts of love if we can't do it a lot you have to just do it a little no problem do it a little if you can't do it a little make dua to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala you can make this dua that ya allah that amount of zikr that the people used to do once upon a time which used to put their love put your love in their heart i can't do so much zikr tell talk to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala i can't do that zikr what's in it you're bickering you do your karam on me you do your fasl on me you put your love in my heart i will tell accept your dua you have to want it and you have to beg for it this i told you many times you have to want it and you have to beg for it and you have to try for it and you have to hope for it and you have to dream for it and you have to make dua for it even if you can't do it kaam ho jayega yeah even if you, this is the day and age we're living in you know nabi akram sallallahu alaihi wasallam said in a hadith that there will come a time and he was talking about this nawafil that if a person does one tenth one tenth of what the sahaba did one tenth it can't be farz it's not talking about farz that you pray once every two days no the muhaddisin said this hadith was about nawafil one tenth hmm so if somebody used to make zikr whatever one or two hours you make one tenth of that i personally feel we've entered that zamana now we've entered that zamana so if you can't do a lot at least want it a lot don't let go of that you must want it a lot even if you can't do it a lot and if you stop wanting it a lot you cannot be in hifazah it won't work you don't know how many cases how many issues how many masail there look at this dua you know famous dua of nabi alayhi salam nabi ibrahim alayhi salam inna salati wa nusuki wa mahyaya wa mamati lillahi rabbil alamin it's just an expression hmm? and me and you obviously for him it was true for us it's not true we'll say it but it's not really true there are many things in our life that aren't for allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but say it at least say it as a dua tata i want to be like this i'm not like it i want to be like this this is my dream this is my hope if you make dua to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala like that allah ta'ala will give you his ishq inshallah ta'ala just on the basis of dua this is the karam and fazl of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala this is the rahma of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and until you put that desire in the youth if you don't inject it deep in them they'll start wanting other things because that's the nature of a young person a young person has needs a young person needs love a young person needs to be loved a young person needs these things so you have to tell them that th- your need is allah subhanahu wa ta'ala your need is fulfilled by loving allah subhanahu wa ta'ala your need is fulfilled by the love for allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for you and your need is filled by your love for sayyidina rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam this is another whole separate topic but just couple of lines ishq rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam isse bhi badi hifazat hoti that heart that loves nabi kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam intensely that heart also gets protected from falling in love with the dunya and ghair mahram and that heart that has less intense or low intensity or weak love for nabi akram sallallahu alaihi wasallam and his sunna and all of his sunna that heart is in danger of falling again into haram love so the whole purpose of this thing called tazkiyat tasawuf is just this it's not done for baraka 
It's not done for anything else. It's done to get this mahabba because that's the key to ubudiyah. It's done to get this love because that love is the key to obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That love is the key to the obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It doesn't mean you leave those other loves, but it gives us balance. That person who gets this love, they will be a loving husband, they will be a loving wife, they will be a loving parent, they will be a loving child. They will get those haram, halal loves, halal loves, but in the right balance. And then every halal love will become barakah for them. It will become barakah, it will become pure deen, ain deen. When they have the ishq for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When they have this ishq for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So ishq for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, ishq for Rasulullah sallallahu and all of his sunnahs, and ishq for sharia. This third thing. We have to love sharia. What does sharia mean? Sharia means ahkam, the commandments of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There has to be nothing more beloved to us, nothing more dear to us, nothing that we're more loyalty, nothing that we're more loyal to than the sharia. The sharia is our crown, the sharia is our robe, the sharia is our protection, the sharia is our shield, the sharia is our path. And the original meaning of sharia is the path, the path that leads to the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You have to have a love for it. Until you love it, it will be very difficult to follow it. Very difficult to follow it. But this is small thing that we wanted to share with you. I want to end for you with giving you just two ayat from Quran al-Kareem. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala jeeb two ayat of Quran. First ayat, Alam tara illadheena yuzakkuna anfusahum balallahu yuzakki man yasha. Look at those people who they think that they're doing tazkiyah themselves. No. You don't do tazkiyah yourself. The shaykh doesn't do it. Allah Ta'ala does it. Allah. Allah Akbar Kabira. Allah Ta'ala. But Allah yuzaki man yashau. Wala yudlamuna kafatila. Allah Ta'ala does tazkiyah whomsoever He wants and He will never even the slightest in the slightest bit, be unjust to anyone. Hmm? It means, yeh tazkiyah bara hisab se hoga. Yeh bara hisab se hota hai. Allahu Akbar Kabeera. Then in the second verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَلَوْ لَا فَضْلُ اللَّهِ عَلَيْكُمْ وَرَحْمَتُهُ If it wasn't for the tremendous grace of Allah Ta'ala upon you, if it wasn't for Allah Ta'ala's mercy upon you, that no single one of you could ever become pure. No single one of you could ever become pure. It's not our effort, it's not our zikr, it's not our tariqat, it's not our bait. No, no, no. If it wasn't for the fazl of Allah Ta'ala, if it wasn't for the mercy of Allah Ta'ala, no single one of you would ever be able to become pure. وَلَكِنَّ اللَّهَ يُزَكِّ مَنْ But Allah Ta'ala purifies whomsoever He wants. So then the nukta that our mashayikh explain is that who is it? Who will Allah Ta'ala want to do their tazkiyah? So the easiest way, Allah Ta'ala will want to do the tazkiyah of that person who wants Allah Ta'ala to do my tazkiyah. That's it. 
you want in your heart Allah Ta'ala to do your tazkiyah, Allah Ta'ala will want to do your tazkiyah. And you don't want it, you want it, no, I want to keep the affair going, I want to keep this financial fraud going, I want to keep this going along with it. Means you don't want the tazkiyah then. You don't want to be rid of it, you don't want to be rid of this rot, you don't want to be rid of that corruption, you don't want to be purified, you don't want tazkiyah, Allah Ta'ala will not want it for you. But you want it, you cry to Allah Ta'ala, you beg Allah Ta'ala, Ya Allah, I'm dying. <laughs> I'm parishan, I'm worried. <laughs> I can't take it anymore. I'm stuck. Help me. I'm stuck. Take me out. I'm miserable. I'm addicted. You want that tazkiyah? Allah Ta'ala will want it for you. And when Allah Ta'ala wants it for you, inshallah, Oh, Allah Akbar. And when Allah Ta'ala wants, He does it in a second. Hmm? Allah Ta'ala does He does it in a flash. Hmm? Allah Akbar. He is the Muzakkiya Kiki. So this is about Rabt. Rabt Taluk Ma Allah. It's all about Allah SWT. It's not about any insan. It's not about any person. It's about Allah. We make dua that Allah SWT give us tawfiq. Then Allah Ta'ala give us the hifazat of His true love, of His ishq. May Allah Ta'ala protect us and every single one in the ummah from every false love, every unlawful love, every impure love. We are all rotten and corrupted. No one can point fingers at anyone. We have to point fingers at ourselves. We have to take out the rot and corruption in ourselves. I am muhtaj. We are all muhtaj. Every one of us has rot and corruption in us. And every one of us is in constant threat of nafs, constant danger of shaitan. It never ends until mot. This never ends until mot. The only time we will truly be rescued is when Allah Ta'ala takes us back to Him. Now if Allah Ta'ala takes us back in that way, hmm? then that the person Allah Ta'ala took back free of that rot, free of that corruption. So we have to live trying and we have to die trying. But if we live trying and we die trying, we have hope that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala won't raise us up in the ranks of His enemies because we tried to be His friend. We wanted to be His friend. We wanted to be true. If we make dua Allah ta'ala, make all of us and all of our families and all of our communities and all of our elders and all of our friends, all of our ulama, mashayikh, ummah, du'at, ulama, imam, khadib, khadim, everyone. May Allah Ta'ala make every one from his true lovers and slaves. Before we make dua, spend a few moments in silent zikr of the heart. This is also an amal of love, amal of khalwa, to turn our heart to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to free ourselves from every thought, from every worry, to go deep into our heart, our spiritual heart, our kalb, and to make niyat that my kalb is feeling love for Allah ta'ala, my kalb is yearning for Allah ta'ala, inabat illallah, ruju illallah, muhabbat illahi, ishq illahi, and my kalb is silently out of love for Allah ta'ala, is simply calling His name, as if my spiritual heart is silently calling Allah, Allah, Allah.
Ya Allah, take out every bad feeling from our heart. Take out every rotten corruption from our heart. Ya Allah, keep us in your hifaza. Ya Allah, do our tazkiyah. Ya Allah, we are needy, Ya Rabb. We need you, Ya Allah. We have spent years in our tazkiyah. Still we have rot. Still we have corruption. Still we have lust. Still we have greed. Help us, Ya Rabb. Have mercy on us, Ya Rabb. Take us out, Ya Rabb. Ya Allah, take us out from every unlawful affair, from every unlawful interest, from every unlawful business, from every unlawful thing that we may be in. Ya Rabbi bring us into the halal, bring us into the tayyib, bring us into taqwa, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Ya Rabbi all we want is taqwa, all we need is taqwa. You're bringing upon us the month of taqwa. La'allukum tattakoon. Ya Rabbi we have hope, Ya Rabb. Make us from your muttaqeen, mu'mineen. Make us from your salihin, mu'mineen. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem. remove every Every delusion, remove every deception, protect us from our nafs, protect us from shaitan, protect us from the dunya, protect us from makhluk. Ya Rabbi Kareem, grant us mawadda and rahma in all of our relations. Make us good in hukuk al-ibad. Forgive us, Ya Rabb, for every time we fail to be affectionate. Forgive us, Ya Rabb, when we fail to have rahma. Ya Rabbi Kareem, make us have the same feelings that you granted sahaba karam, that you granted them to the nisbat of their suhbah with Nabi Grant us the hall of tawakkul, grant us the hall of haya, grant us the hall of zikr, grant us the hall of sabr, grant us the hall of shukr, grant us the hall of khawf, grant us the hall of ishkar and bikrim. We too want to be a shadduhum Help us, Ya Rabb, guide us, Ya Rabb, protect us, Ya Rabb, save us, Ya Rabb. Let we make dua for special dua for all of the youth of this ummah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, guide them wherever they are. It is a Friday night, Ya Rabbi. Kareem, send your rahmah on them, send your hidayah on them, wake their hearts up, Ya Rabb, fill their hearts with your love, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Ya Allah, those youth who came from broken home, those youth who came from broken families, they grew up without you, Ya Rabb. Nobody told them about you, nobody shared about you. Help them, Ya Rabb, you are Al-Hadi, you are their wali, you are their wakil, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Ya Allah, save us from the zulm of the zalimeen, save us from the shar of the hashrar, save us from the hasad of the Hasideen. Ya Rabbi Kareem, save all of the Muslimin of the Ummah. Save all of the Muta'asseen of the Ummah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, remove the poverty from the Ummah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, put inspiration in the hearts of those who have to remove the poverty once and for all. To do khidmat once and for all. To eliminate the misery, Ya Rabbi. To eliminate the sadness, Ya Rabbi. Help us, Ya Rabbi. Guide us, Ya Rabbi. Accept us for da'wat al-deen. Accept us for khidmat of deen Accept us for khidmat of your makhluk, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Ya Rabbi Kareem, gunao kumha farma, rahmat ka mahamla farma, fazl ka mahamla farma. Ya Rabbi Kareem, puri ummat par rahmat nazal farma. Charo taraf ummat parishan hai, apne upar zulm kar 
رہے ہیں ظالمین بھی ظلم کر رہے ہیں نفس بھی ظلم کر رہا ہے آپ مہربانی کر لیجئے ہمیں نجات دے دیجئے یا رب اس نفس سے نجات عطا فرما ظالم سے نجات عطا فرما شیطان سے نجات عطا فرما اپنے سستی کاری سے نجات عطا فرما ہمیں دین میں مضبوط بنا دین میں استقامت عطا فرما دین میں اخلاص عطا فرما امت کے تمام مشائق علماء کے اپنی حفاظت عطا فرما تمام دین کے کام کرنے والے آپ کا نام کو بلند کرنے والے آپ کا نام کو سکھانے والے آپ کے دین کو پھیلانے والے سب کو حفاظت عطا فرما سب کو اپنی رحمت نازل فرما مقفت والا معاملہ فرما ان کے اہل و عیال کو بھی حفاظت فرما ان کی ارد گرد پڑوس کو حفاظت فرما یا بکرم ان کے علاقوں کی حفاظت فرما رحمت یا رب کرم یا رب فضل یا رب یا رب کریم مہربانی کر لیجئے فضل کر لیجئے ہمارے فضل فرما لیجئے ہر غنا جائز محبت سے نکال لیجئے اپنا غم عطا فرما درد عطا فرما عشق عطا فرما یا رب کریم دل خشک ہو گیا ہے آپ ہمارے دل کو عشق والا بنا دیجئے عشق رسول صلی اللہ وسلم نصیب فرما عشق شریعت عطا فرما عشق قرآن عطا فرما عشق دین عطا فرما یا رب کریم اپنے رحمت کرم سے یا رب کریم ہماری دعاؤں کو قبول فرما یا رب یا رب یا رب نوجوانوں پر اپنی رحمت حضر فرما جو شادی شدہ لوگ ہیں ان کی اپنے شادی میں وفاداری نصیب فرما ہر قسم کی بے وفائی سے محفوظ فرما ہر قسم کے بدکاری سے محفوظ فرما یا رب کریم ہمیں حیا والا امت بنا ذکر والی امت بنا تک والی امت بنا دعوت والا امت بنا ہمیں خدمت والا امت بنا بکریم صحابہ کی مشابت عطا فرما شہبابہ کے شبیہ ہمیں بنا اپنے رحمت کرم فضل سے یا رب ہم سب کو اپنے حفاظت عطا فرما ربنا تکمل منا انکا انت السمی العلیم وطبو علینا انکا انت التواب الرحیم وصل اللہ تعالی علی حبیبی سیدنا محمد وعلا آلہ وصحبہ اجمعین برحمتک یا ارحم الراحمین